And we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Of the beast. How you doing, Nesbeth? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Are you ready to rank some Iron Maiden albums? Oh, we're doing that today? That's yeah. what's happening? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Better put that together pretty quick. Yeah, no, I've been uh, struggling over this one. Not looking forward to it, to be honest. No? I think it'll be no. fun. It'll be fun. I, I've got my justifiable list in the end. Yeah. But I'll be honest, uh, there was slot changes as large as four in the movement up or down <laughs> in the middle of the day today. I wrote this <laughs> I wrote this on a piece of paper in my little booklet here. My little black book, you know. <laughs> most most men my age have women's names. I have band albums in it and Costco lists. Um in my little book, I've been I've had it in there now for a few weeks. And uh, I kind of spaced it out width-wise and then pushed arrows up and down and, and came oh, yeah. up with this funky way to... I don't know, man. And then I laid my albums out on the floor. And then I realized, just make a decision, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I had mine locked in now for maybe two weeks. But I've been messing with it a bit. And I started looking at it earlier today. And then I was like, nope, I've spent the last like two and a half years yeah. on this list. And as of right now... This is mm. locked in as my Iron Maiden rankings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's 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 difficult. I gotta say, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm also the type of person like I, I don't rank a lot of stuff. You know, I love my I love my Leafs. You know, there's a certain <laughs> certain brand of truck I like. <laughs> you know, I got my few things. Even my beers, like I find, uh, you know, I stick to my few things. Uh, it's hard to rank stuff. I find it difficult. See, I'm constantly, constantly ranking stuff, especially music. <laughs> I find it really fun. Like I have, I told you about my uh, Iron Maiden. Well, you know what? Let's get into a beer because I'm pretty yeah, let's thirsty. Yeah, a beer first. And yeah. then we'll get into this. And then we'll get into the rankings. Yeah, let me describe the beer because you brought it over. Yeah. And uh, you you knocked on my door not a couple of hours ago. And you dropped off the Trooper Light Brigade. Exactly. We haven't done this one yet. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 4.1% uh, golden beer in support of Help for Heroes, which right. is excellent. I'm pretty excited. I've n- I haven't had this yet. You have had it. You had it on August 5th, oh. 2018 at the Robinson Brewery when brewery, we went there. That's when, right. we were, when we were in Manchester, we took the train, went to the I brewery, to... went on the brewery tour, and in the basement they have they had it on tap. And it was a pretty new yeah. beer at the time. It was like a couple of months old. Yeah. So you have had it thrown in. If you if you would have thrown in, you did have it one time. It was our anniversary. You'd be worse than my girlfriend. <laughs> Maiden anniversary. <laughs> Hit the clip. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. All right. Yeah, I forgot. Actually, we did. Yeah, we had it on tap. But we haven't done it on the podcast yet. So. Yeah. Oh, this smells awesome. It smells really good. It smells like a simple little, little lager, but... It is, but that's exactly what I'm in the mood for. Mmm. That's good, eh? Man, there's a nice flavor on that. Yep. Almost like a... Almost like a rose taste. Do you know what I mean? Almost yeah, like a... it's kind of... Got in like a good a, way. A bit of a citrusy taste to it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's good. Wow, this is an X... Oh my god, this is so good. A good beer to rank albums by. <laughs> mm. So how you feel about the, the ranking? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty yeah. good. I put a lot of thought into it. 
Um, yeah. So basically what I did, I said, I told you I was always ranking stuff. So I have a ranking of every single Iron Maiden song. Yes. And I used that to help me rank the albums. But I also mm. have, it's basically a playlist that has every single, I set it up, you know, over two years ago. It has every yeah. Maiden song in it, and I've been constantly ordering it until it's settled into my ranked Iron Maiden songs. And even up until we, the last couple of album episodes that we did on this podcast, I've been kind of adjusting it. Mm. But we finished all the albums and all the songs on our podcast, and, you know, my song order is locked in, and then I use that to help me rank the albums. Okay. Yeah. I kind of went the exact opposite. I almost went, like, full gut feel. Yeah. To the point where, you know, have you ever read much about decision making and, and gut feel? That like in reality your gut is incredibly good at making decisions. You whereas you know, sometimes you're you'll you'll feel you should do something and then your gut will you'll you'll consciously talk yourself out of it. Like there's proof that your gut is just a better decision maker because it uses all your subconscious, which is a less emotional part of your brain, and it has access to a lot of information that in some cases you don't recall when you're emotionally thinking. So for me, I, I kind of did my list. Then I just kind of went with gut feel. I literally like, ah, oh, I kind of like this album more than that. Why is it below? And I was like, I was putting albums down because I was like, oh, that's got to be up there because it's that album. And this album's got to be down here because it's this album. And, and then I was just like, no, nah, I like them in this order. Yeah. Well, I started with like my song rankings as a guide to start me. But then I also like how much these albums feel like true albums. And you know how I always say not just a collection of songs. It feels like a, a cohesive album. That yeah. factors in. Album art factors in. Um, kind of how they fit, I guess, into the story of Iron Maiden. You know, that, that can factor in a little bit. Um, I tried to completely remove the, like, overplayed factor. So some songs played to death and you get sick of them. Yeah. And I really tried to not factor that in. So like Trooper and Run to the Hills are big like maiden hits. All those really popular maiden songs, they shouldn't be penalized just because they're overplayed and you're sick of them. If they're an awesome song, they're an awesome song. Just because I've heard them too much, it's not their fault that they're so awesome that people want to play them all the time. You know what I mean? Yes, but I'm already I've got one example that I was going to bring up of an album that's down because I'm sick of it. Okay. But I also did the opposite which was the yeah. underdog factor. So I tried to eliminate the underdog factor because there's a lot of Maiden songs that I pull for because no one else likes them or I think they're underrated. Yeah. I think they need more attention. And I kind of stick up for them because they're like underdog songs. But I think sometimes maybe I like overcompensate. You know what I mean? So I'll be like, yeah. Face in the Sand is like one of the best Maiden songs. And I'm trying to do that so people will give it a chance. But then when I'm actually doing the rankings, I'm like, well... Let's just be honest now and put this where it belongs. It's not one of the best Maiden songs. You know what I mean? So I, I tried not to do that. I tried not to stick up for these songs that no one likes that I like. Because you want to, like, champion them as, like, your songs. And I tried yeah. not to do that. I tried to be objective and be like, okay, forget about what anyone else thinks about my list. This is, like, my list. You know, I, I don't need to, like, stick up for these songs. So I don't want to overhype certain songs which I think subconsciously you kind of do when you're pulling for favorites. So I'm trying to be completely objective. So, Yeah, I think I, yeah, I know what you're saying. I did try and make some points. Like I, I, I try, I did shape my list to, you know, to, to make it. I, I wanted to stir a little controversy. 
<laughs> a little controversy, Nesbitt. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Josh, this is a podcast. There's no room for uh, shenanigans. <laughs> Man, this beer is amazing. This is great. Oh, this might be a six beer episode. I've just got that feeling tonight, you know? Well, I did drop off multiple light brigades, so let's yeah. drink them all on this podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's get into album rankings. Before I get in, I'm going to milk this out. i got to drag it out a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah? Um, before I get into it, I want a Leafs Minute. Very quick one. The Return of the Leafs Minute. Okay. We got the Return of the Leafs Minute. I, yeah, because I, I want to, you know, a little drum roll in the background on the on the album ranking. Um, hockey's coming back. Sports in general are coming back. Hey, how do you feel about that? Uh, me and my kids were watching marble races on YouTube. That's the only sports I've been yeah. watching. <laughs> no, I just oh god, it's I'm so, like you know, so I'm so embedded into sports as you know yeah. that this pandemic has been a great break from it. I realize how much time I listen to podcasts and read articles about contract disputes. Like that's the stupid thing about at sports nowadays. It's like contract disputes, this, that, and the other. And then you're like, what is the lineup in practice? Who's going to make training camp? Like people think, like, oh, there's there's 82 hockey games a year plus playoffs. You know, that's a pretty big commitment. That's like the tip of the iceberg, right? It's like everything you do, your phone, your your web browser, it's always on. You're listening to it. It's too much. I started to realize this during the pandemic, and now we're getting back, and it's the same old discussion points. And I don't know. I think I'm I'm not up for it. I'm just kind of like it's my summer, man. Just like hockey should be played in the winter. I agree with that. Just leave me alone. (laughs) All right. Now, the album rankings. How do you want me to do this, Nesbitt? So I'm going to take you through my 16. You want to go top to bottom? Uh, Go from worst to to best, I think. Worst to best, I think, is best as well. Or I should say least best to best. Least best to best. Well, that's one of the things I want to say. When people go, oh, my God, for 10th you had this album? I'm like, name it. Name you know, five bad or six bad Iron Maiden albums. You can't, right? So 10th is good. Yeah, so, I, I have to say the same thing. Like, the, yeah. the difference between 1st and 12th, yes. even like 13th on my list, is like, yes. you know, very, very, very small. You could make So I don't want people being strong. like, you put this album at number one, <laughs> and you put this album at number five. I'm like, yeah, but they're almost equal. They're just oh. like, you know what I mean? The top five is really just nonsense. Yeah. They honestly, you could make an argument that the top twelve are in my top twenty albums, favorite albums ever. Oh yeah. And that the top and that the top fourteen are in my top fifty albums in the world. Yeah. Right. That's and I, you know, and I'm yeah. I'm including like I'm including Zeppelin. I'm including all the other. Uh, you know. So, I mean, you could make that argument. I might do the do the list, and they might be slightly outside, but you know, in my mind, you know. Anyway, so on the bottom, the bottom album, the okay. worst album. This was a real toss-up for me between No Prayer and Virtual Eleven, as I've alluded to of late. Yep. I went with No Prayer okay. as the bottom. Even though I love me a little Davy Jones <laughs> and Tail Gunner is okay. Yeah. And there's good spots in the track. Oh, yeah. And some people came at me and said I was hard on it in the recap, harder than I was in the album. Fair point. Yeah. But that's the worst album. That says a lot. Okay. So 16 for me, no prayer. I don't think there's uh, that's much of a surprise. I think that people yeah, who listen to the coming. podcast would kind of know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 15, virtual 11. 
that's there. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I, I would argue for 16, even though Klansman Future Real. I don't know. I just didn't didn't like it. Yeah. Um, now, for me, this is where the albums are good. So <laughs> this one's kind of a kick in the nuts for some of the fans. I'm, I'm going for 14, Fear of the Dark. Okay. And even though I argued with you so much about it, I think really to look at that as 14, you got to realize that 13... This is how good Iron Maiden is. This is why we have a podcast. 13 is Final Frontier for me. I okay. love Final Frontier, right? I love Final Frontier. I'm already, like, failing albums that I love in a sense of rankings. So, so your I got, bottom four are No Prayer, yeah. Virtual Eleven, Fear of the Dark, and Final Frontier. Okay. Exactly. And I think that does say something because I know how much you love Final Frontier. You do love it. It does. So if it's at your number 13. and and Yeah, yeah and number 12... Um, I don't have the numbers, and I'm counting up backwards. I might mess this up. Okay. I got Dance of Death. Okay. And that was a hard one. Now, I had that below Final Frontier, but then I started to look. I was like, no, that's just me wanting to like Final Frontier more because it's always been an album I loved. But Dance of Death, I objectively like better. Okay. I can yeah. see that, yeah. All right. So that's Number the bottom 11. five. Number 11? Yep. X Factor. Okay. Which is, <laughs> again, 11 is tough. For X Factor, because I really like X Factor. Number ten is Iron Maiden. Like oh, the self titles Yes, this band is so good. Like this is really what what we should be taking away from this. This band is so good. Number nine, Book of Souls. Oh man, I thought that would be. I thought Book of Souls would be like top five for you. It. You know what? I had to really debate on this one, but it's just a a a, a blast from here on in. But it is funny because Book of Souls, I think if we had done this podcast a year ago, it would have been in your top five. It would have. Or two years um, ago. Because when that came out, it, me and you listened to it nonstop. We loved it. Yep. And I found yep. the same thing. Like, it started kind of dropping down a bit. And since we also covered a lot of classic albums and realized that they are maybe better than Book of Souls, maybe. I don't know. Totally. Yep. But, and, and I had this, I moved this one down significantly in the last few days. Because I also felt when I did my list, I had, because we'd done the recap and it was so, pre- I kind of highlighted it. Because there's no way I could put it above the next album, which is the eighth album, which is Killers. Okay. Like, I can't put Book of Souls above Killers. I like Killers more. So, you know, that's that's eight. That's your top so eight. It, okay. Yeah. That's I mean, a, your so bottom now, eight. I'm a, so my bottom eight I've got it here. Nope, this I'm Book of Souls, yeah. Iron Maiden, X Factor, then Dance of Death, then Final Frontier, then Fear of the Dark, then Virtual Eleven, then No Prayer. Right. So, yeah, okay. That's going from right? 8 to 16, yep. So yeah. number yeah. 7. Or from 9 to 16. So you're in the top half now. Yeah. The top half is, is... Number 7. Yeah, so number 7. <laughs> and this one could, could be number 1 on another day. Somewhere in time. Oh, man. Yeah. Somewhere in time. And... I even have a note next to it that says, this should be higher. <laughs> it's a big mover in the podcast, you know, wasted years. I love it. Yeah. But, and I could argue that this next one in it could easily be exchanged. Yeah. Well, a but, lot of these are, it's, they're so close. Yeah, but I, so I was close. the same way when I was doing mine. I'm like, they're, you're, they're mm-hmm. so close. They're almost a tie, but one slightly edges out the other. Exactly. Yeah. Number, so number, so that's number seven. Yeah. Number six is number of the beast. So okay. number of the beast somewhere in time could go. Here's where it gets a little. Here's where I shook it up. So I'm into the top five. So now we're in the top five. 
top five. Josh's top five Iron Maiden albums. After, Josh's top five after number and three years of discussing Maiden. I'm making. Oh God, <laughs> it's so much pressure. And I'm making anyone composite now and, and determine the top five. But uh, and I'm making you know a bit of a statement here. Okay. But it's intentional. And number five used to be number one for me, and it's Power Slave. Oh, number five for Power Slave. Okay. Number five for Power Slave. Yeah. And this is, when we talked about it before, this is because, for me, maybe it is a little played out. Yeah. But objectively, I felt, for me now, based on how I love it, I'm putting it at at number five. Okay. Right? So I got Power Slave at number five, and number six was Number the Beast, and number seven Somewhere is Somewhere in, in time. time. Okay. Right? So I got that kind of run there, and, and I really like that. Number four... And I, I even debated this one at number three. Number four is Brave New World. Okay. That's, what was number four? You're at number four yeah, now. Number four is Brave okay. New World. Good album, Nesbitt. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> I think we talked about it for like hours. We talked about it hours. once. You know, I, I'll get you a copy. I'll get you. I'll burn you a CD. So Brave New World, that's high in your list. Okay. That's a reunion. Brave New World is four. Brave New World. album up that high. Yeah. Okay. And in the many, many iterations of this list, I had that as high as two. Um, but Brave New World for number four. That's a bit of a statement. I intentionally did that, and the same as number three. These two are kind of statements. I could I could have pushed them down to five and six, but I really wanted to make this statement. Okay, so number the top three. This is number, number three. Number three, A Matter of Life and Death. Oh, yes. That's, I, I knew yeah. that was going to be high, because when we started that's the high. podcast, you had that yeah. ranked high, and I that's don't think right. I've ever heard you get sick of it or criticize it. I knew it would be up there pretty high. Yeah, I had to put it up there high. And, it, you know, I debated with Book of Souls down uh, at number nine, Below Killers, and A Matter of Life and Death. Like, I put them very close. But in the middle is, is you know, uh, Brave New World, Power Slave, <laughs> Number of the Beast, Summertime, and Killers. Like, you know, there's no, there's no like, dips. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, this is, this is uh, you know, awesome. My number two, which is really which one is, is number one right now, number two for me is Peace of Mind. Okay. Second best of all time. And of course, that leaves my favorite Iron Maiden album. I'm sticking with it. It's always been there. Seventh Son. Nice. I can't move off it. I can't move off so it. So your top three, Seventh Son, Peace of Mind, and A Matter of Life and Death. Yes. Okay. Cool. And yeah. Brave New World, number four. That's high. And Power Slave, five. Yes. Okay. Now, on a good day, I, 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 I when I started the list, I was like, Seventh Son and Power Slave, number one and two. But then I was like, you know what? I'd have Brave New World over Power Slave. And then I had that in it too. And then I was like, wait now. I like Peace of Mind better than Power Slave. And then I was like, Matter of Life and Death. I was like, I got to get that in there. So I kind of shaped it that way. But there's a few themes going on here. Um, first off, for the new wave. So everything uh, Adrian and Bruce returns. Yeah, I got a Matter of Life and Death. Yeah. Post reunion. Matter of Life and Death and Brave New World both in the top four. All right. I got Book of Souls nestled around number nine between Killers and Iron Maiden. So of the five modern post-reunion albums, okay, I got three of them very highly placed. And the other two, Dance of Death and Final Frontier, come in at, at, at 12 and 13, which just seems to be low down. But both of those, I could easily get them up around 10 or 11. No, like, really, the first statement I wanted to make was that all the new albums, I love them. I love them all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. The second statement I wanted to make was that period 
from uh, Fear of the Dark, No Prayer, you know, into X Factor and Virtual Eleven. I still consider the weakest period, but X Factor stands out for me, and I put it up there right behind Iron Maiden. Which, to me, one of the things the podcast that really changed my perception was how good that album is. And even with Virtual Eleven, with Klansman, it was hard to put it as my second last album because I was like, oh, there's some good pieces there. But the album above it is Fear, which I also really like. So really the problem here is that Maiden, well, it's not a problem. It's a beautiful thing. Is that Maiden don't have five crappy albums that I can stick at the bottom so I don't offend anyone. Right? Yeah. And I mean, no prayer. We've had people come in and say there's some great moments in there. And they're they're not wrong. This is 16. This is like going to a restaurant you love and ranking 16 dishes. And the worst <laughs> dish is still like a Gordon Ramsay, you know? Yeah, yeah. Knock it out of the park. The only other thing that I really wanted to highlight here is that if you notice, four of the bottom six... So four of the bottom six, so X-Factor, Dance of Death, Final Frontier, Fear of the Dark, Virtual Eleven, and No Prayer. Four of those, no Adrian. That's you true. Know, yeah, I never put The that top together. 12 is all Adrian. So that was one of my key takeaways from this podcast was we focused so much on Bruce coming in and going out. Um, now, I guess you could you could argue about Iron Maiden as well, but the, uh, but the key thing for me was the value that Adrian gives to the band. So, so my takeaways in the podcast are right in here. The value of Blaze in X Factor, the value of Adrian, and of course the resurgence uh, of Iron Maiden in the in the in the new wave when the reunion. So yeah, I stand by it. Okay, that's a good good ranking. It's funny though yeah. because there are people who would have an almost opposite ranking because we've gotten emails from people who said that like, well, there's that one guy that said that Virtual Eleven was his favorite. Yeah, but he was also said that Virtual Eleven was the album that got him into Iron Maiden. So I can kind of see how that could happen, That's sort right. of. <laughs> I can That's sort like, of. A... <laughs> but we've also had people say No Prayer and Fear of the Dark are their favorite Maiden albums. Um, mm. So it's funny, like our bottom albums sometimes. And we've also had people that can't stand Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, which is your favorite. That is right. So it just goes to show don't like how like how much diversity there is in the way that people see Maiden's catalog. Absolutely. Kind of cool. Is there any anything in there that surprised you? Um I thought Somewhere in Time would be higher for you. Yeah. I thought Book of Souls would be way higher for you. Yeah. Um the rest of it it's kind of what I thought. I thought maybe Power Slave might be higher. Yeah, I, well, I had really debated putting t- Summer in Time at number five and Power Slave down at number seven or knock a number of the beast and Power Slave down. But I had to just kind of step back and say, no, I love Summer in Time, but I had to kind of objectively be like, no, you know, if I was really to rank them and over a longer period of time, I would put Power Slave, then Number of the Beast, then Summer in Time, although it doesn't sit perfect. And, and you could argue to me on a good day and get Summer in Time up, maybe even ahead of Brave New World. Or you could get Brave New World ahead of A Matter in Life and Death. We're really nitpicking here. Yeah, I know. Um, for me, it's just straight off. Seventh Son is my favorite album. Peace of Mind is definitely my second favorite. And then there's just this this tier where I think A Matter of Life and Death and Brave New World deserve notice from our listeners that, that I, I ranked them in that order. But I would put Power Slave and Somewhere in Time kind of on that same tier. Yeah. Um, and really, really it would depend on the mood I'm in. 
Like there are times where I just really want to hear one or the other. But I have to say, and it was recent, it was only a few months ago, when we, Brave New World really stands out as just not having any weakness on it. I mean, I really, really debated putting that at number two and I've got it at number four. And it's still one of my most listened to albums. Like even now as I say this, I'm like, how is... I probably listen to Seventh Son, Brave New World, A Matter of Life and Death, and Somewhere in Time the most, right? And and Peace of Mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I had to put Brave New World right up there. But, I mean, as I say this now, like, you could jiggle these around. But for me, Seventh Son is always number one. And it's always number one because the evil that men do, you know, is just, it's just unreal. You know, um, Can I Play With Madness, I find, just sums up the theme that is made. And the, the album from start to finish is just perfect to me. And the synth the synth style pieces that people don't like about it, it doesn't phase me at all. Uh, it was one of the first albums I got into. I love the artwork and I do feel the theme. I love Clairvoyant. I love everything about it. You know, Moonchild, just everything is perfect um, in the title track. So for me, it's my favorite Maiden album. If I was to, and I've said from day one, if you're going to introduce someone to Maiden, that's the one I, I like to give them. So I stand by it. All right. It's your, yeah. Josh's rankings. Nice. Should we do another beer first before you do yours? Yeah, I'm pretty much done this one, so let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Just a second now. Light Brigade number two. Should I play the clip again, or should we... Uh... Yeah, All play right. a different version of the clip. Uh, Give me a second to bring it up here. Okay. Uh, here we go. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted... There, so that was a different version, which uh, I don't know if we played that one on the podcast before. I used to have a whole bunch of different versions I was going to play every time we did a beer, but uh, we kind of went with the classic. We never went with that, so that's cool to dig that one out and use it. Nice. Uh, More Light Brigade. I really like this beer. This is great. This is a fantastic beer. I I, I remember we both liked it when we had it the first time, but... uh, we were like on a maiden trip in Europe, yeah. in, in Manchester, on vacation, on vacation at the brewery. I mean, they could have given us anything, and I think that would have been—they <laughs> would have been tasted like the best beer ever. I'm getting my pen, my pencil ready. You're gonna take you some know, notes. I, I know. I, I have no idea which way you're gonna go. Actually, that's not true. I have some ideas. I am. Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world. Alright, so I'll... First of all, here's how I started my rankings. So... I made, I made my rankings of 155 Iron Maiden songs. I ranked them all over the last few years. And then what I did was I took the number one song and made that worth 155 points. Mm. And the worst song is worth one point. And then I added up and found the, like, the average rank per song per album. Wow. And that's how I ranked my albums to start. And then I looked at that list and was like, well, this is kind of the way I feel about, like, the average song. So that's the, – the songs I really love would drag an album up and songs I really hate would out, drag an album down. 
Yeah. So I kind of used that to start. And then I looked at cover art and all the things I was talking about a while ago. And it changed a lot. So as we're going through this, I'm probably, I'll give you the stats on how they ranked as far as like tracks. Yeah. The ranking of albums is not, that's what kind of inspired my rankings. So I, people are probably going to be like, how can you put this album above this when you said the song was like better than this? You know what I mean? Yes. So don't hold me to the, the points thing. Because originally I was going to go with that, and then I was looking at it, and I was like, there's no way this represents how I feel about these albums. <laughs> That's awesome. But you used a linear uh, grouping, right? So it's all linear. Yeah. Um, there's no, like, exponential limbs no. on it, no tail skewed distribution, like you didn't give Talisman a million. No, no, it's all no. just a linear scale. So that's why I kind of had to adjust it about a bit. But I just out of curiosity, I kind of wanted to see how this worked out. Yeah. So. Let's. T- okay. What's your worst? My worst. Start. So this oh. will be absolutely no. Of course. No surprise. No surprise to anyone. Down. I've already got it written down. Fear of the Dark. So no surprises for anyone that listens to the podcast. This is my least favorite album. When I ranked my songs, the four worst songs of all the Iron Maiden songs are on this album. Uh, Yeah. You know. Yeah. So the only way you could could dislike that anymore is if you were painted alimony. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, Be be Quick or Be Dead is a pretty good opener. I'm not even that. I'm not crazy about Bruce's singing on it. Uh, I really love "Afraid to Shoot Strangers." "Fear of the Dark" is great, but it's more of a live song, and it has nothing to do with me being sick of it. The studio version of "Fear of the Dark" just is kind of stale sounding. It doesn't hold up at all. Um, "Judas, My Guide," underrated, pretty solid song. Um, there's some good stuff on this, and I do like the album mostly mm. but overall it's my least favorite iron maiden album no surprise no yeah. surprise no surprise what's your second now, so this hold is on where before i get into begins. that okay fear of the dark the highest ranked song was number 68 that was okay. be quick or be dead came in at number 68 the low 68 the lowest ranked song is 155 dead last with the apparition and the average song rank was 124.3 okay so fear of the i'm dark gonna is need I'm going to need a couple more of these light brigades to get through this. <laughs> you didn't think there'd be he's so a, much math. <laughs> he's like, he's like, the album ranking was 143 average with a standard deviation on song variance, nine degrees. Uh, people like, love the oh stats. Oh, God. Okay. People do love the stats. So that's I number 15. On your blog. Number 15. Yes. I think people would also know. No Ooh. prayer for the dying. Yeah. Uh, second last for me. Um... I'm not a huge fan of the album. I like it more than Fear of the Dark. I love, love Tail Gunner as an opener. I think it's the best song mm. by far on this album. I like the title track. Um, I don't know. Public Anima's all right. Again, He's, though, Bring it's Your Daughter is okay. Bit. Kind of cheesy. Mm. I am not a big fan of Mother Russia, the assassin, Holy Smoke, Hooks yeah. in You. Not a huge fan of... Uh, run silent, run deep. Either I know you love that yeah. song, but I don't know. Second, second yeah. last for me. Yeah, it says a lot though. Again, about the Maiden catalog because we had so much debates about fear versus no prayer, and for me, they're they're you know fear is uh, you know fourteen and no prayer is sixteen, and for you, no prayer is fifteen and fear is sixteen. 
So, like, we argued about these two. Like, people were like, oh, he likes one, he dislikes the other. But we were jostling over, one, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah, did argue getting, a lot about which one was yeah. better when we neither of us yeah. liked them very much. Exactly. Well, that's not true because I do like these albums. You know, I do like... Yeah. The thing also that I was thinking is if I was leaving my house and I had to grab a CD to put in the car, if I was going on a road trip, I would 100% of the time grab No Prayer Over Fear of the Dark. Really? Yeah. Just because as much as there is some weakness on No Prayer, but there's no songs on there that I like absolutely don't like. Mm. Whereas there are some on Fear of the Dark that I really don't like. I've got to be honest, Running Silent, Running Deep is always in my head lately. Oh, really? Because we've had so many of these deeps, and I love it, man. Well, you'll be surprised when I say, No Prayer for the Dying. Highest ranked yes. song is Tail Gunner at 22. Lowest okay. ranked song at 148, Run Silent, Run Deep. <laughs> yeah, so that just shows how stupid your ranking is. Yeah, I don't like that song very much, man. I know. Davy Jones. <laughs> I'm going to send you down to Davy Jones. You're not careful. The next... Album, 14. number 14. Yes. So people might be surprised, uh, but Virtual 11. Virtual 11, yeah. People might be surprised because I've said so much good about this album uh, over the last couple of years. Um, I think a lot of that was pulling for the Blaze albums because they're underdogs. Yes. And I think this is a, an album full of like decent song ideas that are stretched yeah. out way too long. And I think I like a lot of these songs despite how long they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love Klansman, love Educated Fool. Uh, Two Worlds Collide, I really love too. Future Reels, decent. Como, yeah. Astaz, a nice song. I don't love it so much as a Maiden song. It seems more like a Blaze solo album song. Lightning Strikes Twice is okay. Angel and the Gamblers, way, way, way too long and way, way too repetitive. I said a bunch of times on this podcast, if that was three and a half minutes, I think... It would be a lot more like palatable. Yeah. I think "Don't Look in the Eyes of a Stranger" is a pretty terrible song. Um, yeah, I think I was trying to be kind of a champion for this album because it's Blaze's last album. You know what I mean? And yeah, but but look, if but you I couldn't think about put it, it any. I, if you look at all the yeah. other albums, there's no way I'm putting Virtual Eleven higher than those. You can't. Yeah. You can't. And the other side of it is. What happened? They, they, they left a lot on... They, the album was rushed. It doesn't have a good feel. or It wasn't really rushed, but the production's not great. And then what do they do? They leave a lot on the drawing board for Brave New World, and he goes on to Silicon Messiah. So it was a win-win coming out of it, as much as yeah. it sucked for Blaze to move on. Yeah. And I think we've given him an appropriate amount of love, and you've changed my opinion on him, that putting his second album, um, which even he, I think he was more of an X-Factor fan himself, he said as much... Um, into the bottom three is not not a not a hard slam, especially when you're you've got it in there with uh, Fear of the Dark, which is as well below it, and is <laughs> legitimately many fans' favorite or one of their favorite yeah. albums. So, but that being said, I, I do like Virtual Eleven yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, I like it better than the last two albums that we talked about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The highest ranked song was The Klansman, of course, at sixty one. Yeah. And Educated Fool ahead at 64, not far behind. And the lowest ranked song was Don't Look in the Eyes of a Stranger at 151. Average song rank 100.7. That's right. So Now, I'm looking at your list now and going, ooh, where does he go now? Because the, the golden era is hard to touch. The new era you love. And then there's uh, the, the original Paul ones, which you are always partial to. What is Nesbitt's number 12? 
Okay. Or number 13. 13 sorry, number so 13. I think you'll understand this one. This is a weird one that I wish I could put higher. And I think it kills me to... Let me just first say that from here on in, I love every single one of these albums. Love every yes. album. But I can't put this one any higher, even though it kills me. Final Frontier. Yeah, I knew. I had it already noted. <laughs> the Talisman is it. my third favorite Iron Maiden song, and one of the best yep. epics of Maiden, I think. Coming Home, yep. Starblind, great. Adrian's guitar playing all over this album is amazing. Uh, not yep. a big fan of When the Wild Wind Blows or Man Who Would Be King, so that kind of drags it down a bit. It, has, it ends kind of weak. Um I really, really love this album, and it kills me to put it at 13. But, like, mm-hmm. two decent opening songs, a middle section that's great, and then 20 minutes of lackluster Maiden at the end. I'm not a huge fan of the of the the whole concept of the alien Eddie and stuff, too. It kind of, I don't know. Yep. I can't put it any higher than that, even though it kills me. Oh, you 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 had to, you had cover art in your formula, did you, nerd? I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, for no, the final front... That's fair. For the final frontier... The Talisman was my highest ranked song at number three. It's my third favorite Maiden song all time. Mm. But The Man Who Would Be King was 146, and When the Wild Wind Blows was... Yeah, they're just... They're down there, so... Uh, you want to know the first first note here? We have the same bottom four. That's true. We do. Which is, just slightly which is less a reflection of our aligned love of Maiden, more reflection on the Maiden catalog, I think. Yeah, how good it I is. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So what? Who do you have at number twelve? Now this is where I. Uh, this gets interesting. Now this is where it gets hot. So number twelve. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be more similarities between our list. Dance of Death. Dance of Death, which I'm kind of shocked at because that was one of my least favorite Maiden albums before we started this podcast. I would have had it at yeah. fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. And when we covered it, it jumped right up into, like, the top half. I would have put it around six or seven. That's right. But I think it was just that we were so, like, focused on dissecting all these songs. And we, I got really into the album. But mm. then over the last, you know, since we've done that, since we started the podcast, over the last two years, um, I don't know, it, it kind of it fell back down. And this is where it lands at number 12. Um, okay. I don't know. It rose near the top, but it didn't stay. Passion yeah. Dale. I love Facing in the Sand is one of Maiden's most Montesegur awesome. Montesegur is one of my yeah, totally songs. heavy, awesome riffs. Um, you know, Nico's song is kind of cool on it. Um, the yeah. album cover kind of dragged it down maybe a little bit too. Yes. Um, I don't know. The title track kind of drags it down because I'm not a big fan. I've kind of come around a bit more on it since we've covered it on the podcast. And same for mm. Journeyman. Journeyman, I really didn't like when we started the podcast, and now I'm like, I kind of like Journeyman. Um, I still don't love it, love it, but I don't know. The album cover, not great. For Dance of Death, the highest ranked song was 19, and that's Passchendaele. Lowest ranked mm. song, Dance of Death at 148. Average okay. song rank of 83. Yeah. So again, don't hold me to all this math because this is I did, I did veer from these uh, totals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number eleven. Oh, this is tough, isn't it? It is. Hey, look, you made me do it. it and by the me way, did, to give these out, but did you actually do the numbers, or you just copy my list right now? No, I did the numbers, <laughs> and tip. It's, it's weird that we both went through this like three year talking about Maiden every single week. 
every Friday for an hour and yeah. listening to Maiden nonstop. Like, it's been such yeah. a huge part of our lives, and we both settled on very <laughs> similar lists, which is very strange. I know. I know. It's like our cycle synced up or something. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the same place. Uh, Number 11? Yeah, it's, it's tricky. Go for it. <laughs> so this is a, another weird one. Uh, when we started this podcast, this was my favorite Maiden album. And now Ooh, it's not in the killers. top half of my Maiden album. And I still love everything what on is it. it. I'm putting Killers at number 11. I still like all the songs and love most of them. And mm. after doing so much on like the history of Iron Maiden, and we did like that whole The Birth of the Beast, uh, I kind of see this now as the first Iron Maiden album, Leftovers, with better production. Even though it's solid. Mm. And I said when we hit... You know, after we go to a virtual 11, I said I love every single album after this. So I do love Killers. Like, I love it. But there's 10 albums I like better. There's uh, nothing on Killers as good as Phantom of the Opera or Remember Tomorrow to me. I love this album. Okay. I absolutely love it. But after three years of talking about it, I, it it's dropped from my f- favorite album to number 11. And I think a part of it being my favorite album was what I was saying before about, like, Saying that Killers is your favorite Maiden album is a way of kind of declaring to people when you're talking about Maiden that you're like, you're more than a casual fan. Because you're like, oh, you're into Killers. Okay, well, at least you're familiar with all the albums. You know what I mean? Hmm. But I I think maybe I was doing that. Maybe I was like putting that out there as like, you know, I like Killers better than Power Slave. So people would be like, oh, wow, you must yeah. be a real hardcore Maiden fan. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but a little bit different. But I don't know. You know, I this is... So I went the opposite way. I liked Iron Maiden more than Killers when I came in from the old era. So I've I've grown to love Killers. I don't know why. I just really really love it. I still love Iron Maiden, and you know, um, and for you, I I I, I get where you're coming from. When we when we did the kind of um, early years, which was one of the best things on the podcast, there was really a perspective that there was a lot more richness and a lot more players there, more than this just burst on the scene, two amazing albums kind of perspective. For me, Killers, the production still differentiates. It's a little more polished. I like it. Yeah. See, to me, people always talk about the Killers production, which I can totally hear the difference, but it doesn't bother me. And there's something kind of about the first Iron Maiden album that I actually like the production. I like that kind of production Mm -hmm. because it just reminds me of where the band was, and I think about the history and how, you know what I mean? It's a young band. Yeah. It's their first rough-sounding album. And there's something, mm-hmm. like, charming about that, which, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. The, it, like, the production has never been an issue with me with between those two albums. Absolutely. Even though I, I can man, totally I, as notice you're, it. But. Yeah. As you're saying this right now, I just want to listen to the album. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> number 10. We're in the top 10. Number, number 10. 10? Uh, this is another one that I think I I absolutely love this album. I think I had it up really high because it was an underdog and I was really like pushing people because I really wanted them to listen to it and not overlook it. The X Factor. Yes. So that was in my top five when we started the podcast and now it's in number 10. I used to always have it in my top half. Um, yeah. It, this is kind of the reason we started the podcast. You know what I mean? Mm. Fighting over the X Factor. If you take that underdog factor, it's still a solid album. I can't yeah. put it higher than here when you compare it to the rest of the discography. I love Lord of, Lord of the Flies, Sign of the Cross, one of the best Maiden epics. Rest of the songs are great. There's a, it's a very similar in mood, 
Uh, the mm. cover art maybe drag, dragged this one down a bit too. Yeah. Uh, I do like the theme and the darkness of this album, and yeah. I can't put it higher than number 10, even though there are times when this is the only Maiden album I want to go to. When I'm in a certain mood, this is the one I want to listen to. But, yeah, you know. No, and that that's fair. Number there's something 10 is... special about the X Factor that I yeah. love. But when I put it up with these classics and all the rest of the discography, I can't put it higher than 10. You know what? And that's fair. You got to remember, though, too, you've got it ahead of Final Frontier, Dance of Death, and Killers, which was your favorite previously. That's true. Um, so you've, you're have you not, it's like, you know, you're not uh, the last pick in the draft here. You're, you're still in pretty good company. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah. And you're not far off. I had it ranked one behind there. So For X Factor, the highest ranked song is Lord of the Flies at 29. Um, Sign of the Cross is not far down. And then the lowest ranked is The Edge of Darkness at 137. Average song rank of 101. <laughs> really? Yeah. But I do love The X Factor. This is where we're going to start. Uh, our lists are going to start uh, diverging. Really splitting up. Yeah. Okay, cool. So number nine. Number nine. Brave New World. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. And I love Brave New World. And we did, what did we do, seven episodes on it? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Wickerman. Yeah. Love it. Out of the Silent Planet. Love it. Underrated. You know, mm. you got Blood Brothers and Brave New World. Sing-alongs. Thin Line Between Love and Hate as a closer. Yeah. One of the best Dave Murray songs all time. Yeah. As much as I love it when I'm comparing and contrasting the entire discography, Brave New World has to come in at number nine. There's too many almost perfect Maiden albums that are slightly better than this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you a pass on this one. I'm going to come back to this one. After. Okay. I'm going to give you a pass on this because Maiden is amazing. Yeah. But you're... Number nine, Brave New World. Yep. You know, I mean, I had this. And you know how much I love Brave New World. And then you did a seven-episode breakdown. I realized there's not a flaw. It's a a great album. I love it. But uh, that's where it ended up. Yeah. I would maybe argue that this this ranking process is biased towards the classics because so many of the songs would be ranked highly. Yeah, but I if you I'll go through my my rankings that are strictly on the scores after this, and they're completely okay. different from what I came up with. Okay, fair okay. enough. Number fair eight. Enough. Number eight. My all-time favorite album cover. Okay. Iron Maiden. Iron the Maiden. self-titled. Um, Phantom of the Opera, the first signs of Maiden showing signs of prog rock. Remember Tomorrow, probably my favorite Paul Diano song. Um, it just sounds like a young, hungry Iron Maiden. And like I said, the bad production is part of the charm of this album. It doesn't bother me at all. Mm. I love Iron Maiden, and I love, you know, I just love this album. Nice. So I had Phantom of the Opera at number seven. That's the highest ranking song. The lowest ranking song on this album was Sanctuary at 117. So I included Sanctuary, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so number seven. Mm. This is one that came down a lot, but it, at one time it was way up at the top. Uh, Book of Souls. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So when this came out, it was my favorite because it was the new Maiden album. I remember mm. when it first came out saying that we need time to let this like kind of settle into the discography and see where it ends up. 
So it was in number one for being new. The Red and the Black, my favorite song on this album by far. It's like a, you know, it's a modern classic. Uh, the song Book of Souls, amazing. Uh, n- not my favorite on the album, but it's Yannick's probably best song. I don't know. I, like, there's so much good yeah. stuff on this. We just talked about it like an episode ago. Yeah, we just covered it last yeah, week. It has yeah. that little bit yeah. of... of has that little bit of a lull with Tears of a Clown and Man of Sorrows. And Empire of the Clouds really blew me away when this album came out. I don't really listen to it now. You know, I just, it's kind of like a novelty thing to me. Even though it is good and it is like, I listened to it the other night actually. After we, I said the same thing about it last episode. And immediately like the next day I listened to Empire of the Clouds. And I was like, yeah, this is really good. But it's still not something I'm going to reach for when I'm in the mood for Maiden, I don't think. It's cool that it's there, but... It's a little bit bloated, this album, as a double album. Uh, I think it would be higher if it was a, a single album, but uh, that's where it is. Book of Souls, number seven. Yeah, and other than Brave New World, which you put up at the top, um, I have the same... We have a very common top end. Yeah. You know, my top seven included those. You know, uh, Brave New World was in my top seven. Yours wasn't. Yeah. And uh, now you're going to get through your top six. Okay. I'm very interested. Very classic, key area heavy. So I'll just say for Book of Souls, highest ranked uh, song was The Red and the Black, which is my fifth favorite all-time Iron Maiden song. Mm. Uh, lowest ranked song was Man of Sorrows at 133. Um, <laughs> number six. Number six. Okay, this is, like you said, it's like... All, these are almost all equal, but I did order them, yeah. and I'm confident that this is exactly how I would order them. I'm I locked this interested. in. Okay, number six yeah. yeah, is an album that I kind of, I guess my whole life ignored, sort of. Okay. Didn't ignore, but didn't pay as much attention to some of the lesser known songs on it. It jumped way, way up in the last three years of podcasting. Uh, every time we brought this album up, it climbed up a little in my ranking. Yeah. Summer in Time. Summer in Time has a great album yeah. cover. Really cohesive as an album. Wasted Years, Deja Vu, Alexander the Great, which we, we I know we make fun of Alexander the Great because of the lyrics, but yeah. I mean, musically, it is a complete and total maiden epic. Um, I don't know. the Like the mid-length semi-epic songs that go under the radar are what are the highlights of this album to me too. The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner, Stranger in a Strange Land, Caught Somewhere in Time. You know what I mean? They're, they're, uh, this album's, like, there's almost no weaknesses on any of the albums I'm about to talk about. But None. number six for Somewhere in Time. Yeah. Fantastic. Now the next five, I've got no clue, but I have picture number one. Okay. I've got it written there as a guess. And okay, I will see if you're right. Yeah, I've got it written down and circled. It's here and circled. Okay. I will show you after. Number five is yeah. A Matter of Life and Death. Okay, that was what I was wondering. Which How how high would the reunion era get? Yeah, I know. I just I couldn't put it any higher than this, even though I love it so, so much. Fair enough. Um, there's so many modern classics on this, and the war theme I love. I really like the cover. Like, I have that cover framed, a big two-foot-by-two-foot two album cover of it, and I have it framed on the wall of my house. Um, I don't know. This is by far my favorite post-reunion album. Uh, yeah, I love this album. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. I had it at number three. You've got it at number five. And its highest ranked song was number four with The Longest Day. Which, so that's my fourth favorite all-time really? Maiden song. And then I had really? Out of the Shadows at 127 yeah. as the lowest. But okay. uh, there's a lot of high-ranked songs on this matter yeah. with this. Yeah, different world. These colors don't run. There's so much good stuff. Yep. Benjamin Brieg, where was that ranked in your list? Because you, you moved it down. I think 50. you had it up maybe. 50. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad still. Not bad. It just you goes might move it down if you redid the list now because you were saying, oh, God, let's not... Let's not even read. Don't touch the formula, Nesbeth. <laughs> but Don't it just goes to show Benjamin Brieg is at 50, but that's my sixth favorite song on this album. Yeah. So. There you go. Top four, all classic era. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was you kind know? of thinking that I wouldn't be so heavy on the classics, but like, yeah. they're classics, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess. I could guess your next one. Okay. Number of the Beast. Number of the Beast, is it? Number four, yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't One think of that. the best Maiden songs of all time in Hallowed Be Thy Name. Mm. Uh, no question. Such big points. Number of the Beast is like Iron Maiden's signature song. Yeah. Run to the Hills, which is like a classic, huge hit. Children of the Damned, which I think is underrated in that it's almost as epic as Hallowed Be Thy Name. Yeah. Uh, Gangland and Invaders, like... I think if it didn't, if that's the only thing that stops this album from being like maybe one or two. Yeah. Um, I really like Gangland and I really like Invader still. Um, I don't know. With these last albums, they're all so good. Mm. Like these tiny little flaws can move it up and down a, f- a few rankings. You know what I mean? I know where you're but, at, uh, though. I, I, I can feel where you're going. Too. Yeah. I can feel number where you're the going. Beast. Okay. Yeah. Number, the, the top three. So what's your number three? Let's okay. do this. Number three. I didn't want to put this as high as I did. Yeah. Uh, by that, I mean it's one of those albums that's full of songs that, like, I'm kind of sick of, and it's kind of overplayed. Yeah. And trying not to factor in the being sick of the songs. And when you take that out, Power Slave. They're Ooh, good songs. Power Slave. Power Slave, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was sure you were talking Seven Sun there. No, no they're, way. They're good songs, and they're not good songs. It doesn't matter if I listen to them too much. A song is a song. Oh, Aces wow. High, Two Minutes, Power Slave, Mariner, Duelist, Flawless Tracks, yes. Flash of the Blade, Back in the Village, amazing. The instrumental's great, even though I'm not a huge fan of instrumentals. Um, yes. Album has barely any flaws. Uh, I'm kind of sick of it. The Duelist um, and the Flash of the Blade. I don't go to the, it that yeah. often because it's kind of overplayed. But it's amazing. It's a classic. The classic Egyptian theme cover. It led to the whole world world slavery, live after death thing. Power Slave at number three. Wow. I think when I kind of removed the fact that I'm kind of sick of it and kind of a lot of these songs are overplayed. You know what I mean? You've heard Mm. them so much that I'm like enough with the Power Slave already. I mean, when you stop thinking about that and you just be honest and look at the songs themselves and the album themselves power yeah. slave even though i'm really sick of a lot of these songs and by sick of it i'm still not that sick of them i'm just mean like kind of sick of them totally. um yeah i shouldn't say sick of i should just say like there, I, there's a lot more maiden songs that i would rather listen to now because you know what i mean oh it's awesome i'm yeah, beaming yeah, yeah. here with excitement because i circled like when you did like right from the beginning, I circled right there. I'm not you can't see it. I circled the name of the album that's number one for you, which you never said, and I know I I know I got it. Okay. I know number I got two. It. number two. 
classic album cover. Yes. With the first bald Eddie. Peace of mind. Oh, wow. And number two. You, you Revelations. Backed... Yes. Icarus, Trooper, Eagles, their boots on. Still life, sun and steel. To Tame a Land is amazing, which I kind of didn't realize until we covered this album, how amazing that song is. This album was not in the top five or six for me when we started the podcast, and now yeah. it is firmly in number two, which leaves for number one, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Yeah, well, wait, now, so I was wrong. I had you pegged as peace of mind, number one. Right from the beginning, yeah. I said, he's going to go peace of mind. And uh, I wasn't sure. I was just like, as soon as I thought, as soon as I wrote that down, as soon as you said the song rankings, I was like, oh, peace of mind's winning that formula. And then, well, so give me song, your song rankings on the top three. Okay, so I'll go through Seventh Son first. It's a mm. concept album. Yeah. Which I love concept albums. And first of all, I think people will be surprised that I put Seventh Son as my, as my number one Iron Maiden album. Yeah, I'm surprised. Because I never really talk about it because... I, I'm always talking about it. <laughs> I know, but I'm, I'm like, a lot of the other Maiden songs are more like Beast, Power Slave, and Peace of Mind even. They just seem more metally to me, and that's kind of more of what I think of when I think of Maiden. Mm. But then when I really looked at it and broke down the songs, I'm like, the concept album thing, I love concept albums. Mm. The cover art, the whole concept with, like, the singles and the cover art, I love how they all fit together with the color, with the theme and the eddies and the the whole, like, theme and concept of the songs and the art and the way it all goes together. The acoustic intro and the acoustic outro with the seven deadly sins, the way it ties the album together. It has my all-time favorite Maiden song, which is The Evil That Men Do. And uh, I don't know, it has our Talking Maiden theme song. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> which, it uh, does. Yeah, we picked for our, uh, our theme song. And yeah, so Seventh Son is like my all-time That is one. amazing. So Nesbitt, yeah. let's just... I kind of surprised myself. Yeah. And I was like, after I kind of was thinking it, I was like, I can't put Seventh Son at number one. But then I was like, I have to, man. I have to because of all the things I just said. Yeah. For me, it's always kind of been number one. I've talked about Power Slave and the Matter of Life and Death being around there. But for me, it's always been Seventh Son. But here's the thing. When we started this podcast, I didn't believe Blaze was legit Maiden. You turned me around on it. You made me like X Factor. I wasn't into deep diving on bands. We did like how many episodes on the early years? I didn't really like Final Frontier that much early on. But then I really blew into it in the middle. And you got me to love Dance of Death. Yep. But you came into this podcast, okay, like in Killers, and my favorite was Seventh Son. And when we leaving, that's you true. like Seventh that's totally Son. That's true. So that's one yeah. thing, of, you know, it might just be coincidence. Maybe it's my charm and wit. <laughs> but uh, either way, you know, our top two are, like, our lists are amazingly alike. They are pretty close, yeah. There's a few there that are up or down. Like, you put Brave New World a lot higher. Yes, that's but, right. Uh, and Book of Souls I had higher, but... Uh, yeah, that's right. I but Seventh Son, yeah. I don't know, like... I think part of it is, you know, the Can I Play With Madness, Evil That Men Do. Again, those are kind of overplayed, and I think even though the Evil That Men Do is, like, my favorite Maiden song. Yeah. Um, it, it's When you take away all that kind of what you're kind of tired of hearing and you just yeah. look at the songs themselves seventh son does not have a weak moment on it from beginning to end i don't think from the first guitar strum of 
the seven sin, deadly sins part till the to the very end. That's right. There's no weakness on there. It's just great. I love it's the perfection. whole thing. Infinite Dreams is one yeah. of those songs that I completely overlooked before we started doing the yeah. podcast. I always liked it. You but... can't deny them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah. deny them. And um, the clairvoyant is so classic. Yeah. And Seventh Son as, as an epic is so great. I don't know. It's Such amazing. Great, great album. Here's a few c- similarities. In the classic era, we both, independent of the numbers we ranked them, we both went Seventh Son, Peace of Mind, then Power Slave, then Number of the Beast, then Somewhere in Time. We had that same ordering. Ranking. Oh, did we? Go we through did. that again? We had Seventh Son. We had Seventh Son, then Peace of Mind, then Power Slave, then Number of the Beast, then Somewhere in Time. Wow, we did. Right? You're, yep. Yeah. We both put X Factor above Virtual Eleven, but both in good places. In the in the reunion era, we both agreed that A Matter of Life and Death was the best. I then put Brave New World, you put Book of Souls. Of course, then we were switched on those two. And we then both put Dance of Death and then Final Frontier as the fourth and fifth. On Killers and Iron Maiden, we put them in the same basic area. You were 8 and 11. I think I was 9 and 11. Uh, yeah, but, but we put them in opposite swapped. order. Yeah. But the consistency here, here is really, really interesting. Um, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, you were a little bit more heavy on the classics up front, but I made a point to push uh, Matter of Life and Death and Brave New World into the top four, which was, you know, maybe a bit of a political statement. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> don't cancel me, <laughs> but here we but go. But I was kind of surprised at when I was finished... And then I was kind of like, well, I can't have Seven Sun as my favorite because, and I was like, well, why can't I? I mean, yeah. all signs point to it being my favorite. I'm just, it is yeah. what it is, right? It is. But it's weird that you have these uh, these albums, and you kind of over the years, over years and years of listening to them, you kind of get in your head certain mm. ones that are like your albums and certain ones that you're not. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I always was thinking like, well, Power Slave and A Matter of Life and Death and the X Factor. Those are like my albums that I'm into that, you know, as Maiden. Yeah. But when you kind of separate yourself from that and just like try to be objective, you know, maybe I was pulling too hard for the X Factor. Yeah. And and of course, and that's fair. But I mean, you know, you've got X Factor down around Killers, you know, and I've got X Factor down around Iron Maiden and Killers, you know, so fair. But I remember when we did peace of mind i remember i said like it's kind of sandwiched i almost felt stupid saying it but it's kind of sandwiched between number of the beast and power slave which are always these like iconic albums number of the beast was such an iconic album you know it was bruce's first it was just iconic and then power slave was their peak in terms of tour and scale and then it was kind of in the middle even though anyone who looks at the track list is not going to think it's you know i mean their, their biggest hits are on it um you know, and, and it was always, when I look at those three, I'm just like, man, peace of mind for me. It's just stand out the best, me too. you know? Yeah. And you got Nico in there. And like, as much as I look at Power Slave, the openers are so tour played out for me, which can impact it. And there's not a bad song on there, but it doesn't have the guts that that, that peace of mind has. And Number of the Beast to me isn't, isn't as solid as an album. Now, you're comparing nine and a halfs, 9.9s to 10. I mean, yeah, these are all yeah. like 9.96 yeah. and 9.98, 9. Yeah. Like these songs are all so epic that like just because I put Seventh Son higher than yeah. like, you know, Beast, it's barely higher. I mean, yeah. my number one album is barely higher, I would say, than like my number six album. <laughs> That's right. But it is higher and I am sticking with this. this. I locked this ranking in a good 
you know, a few weeks ago. And uh, I, I've been looking at it, and I haven't changed it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I changed mine as up to this morning. <laughs> like, uh, not major. Um, the key, the key themes were there. Um, Seven Son of Peace of Mind for me are just, I mean, they're just, they're just amazing. I can't believe we had the same number one and number two. That's really interesting. Yeah. And the same number fifteen and sixteen, which of course we knew. We'd, well, they're they're different, but same different. Time. Yeah. Well, same, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. I was sure you were going to pick Peace of Mind. I don't know why. I w- I thought that I would have picked Peace of Mind. I always yeah. thought I would have picked that over. But, but you like, never said it was your favorite either. The ones you talk about being your favorites are like yeah. more killers and X Factor. And you mentioned Power Slave and, and you even for a bit were like, uh, you know, Brave New World could be one of your favorites. Yeah. But you never really went off on the classic era. I guess it's because our podcast tends to focus, you know, just on trying to get people excited about some of the new stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's part of it too. When you have a podcast, you're like, well, everybody loves Seven Son. Everyone loves Power Slave. I'm going to like really try to promote certain underrated things to try to get people more into like the underappreciated maiden not everybody loves seven sun remember we covered it like this yeah, this is gonna be it, man we want a controversy we, <laughs> we've got controversy this is gonna be talking maiden more like shut up maiden worst podcast ever um you can see what i'm holding up right here what am i holding up stack of papers a stack of papers i am holding a stack of printed up things that listeners have sent us of their maiden albums ranked some of them have like are multiple pages with like this one's by grant the one on the front he has like his explaining his rankings some of them are just like bulleted lists and i have gotten a ton of these um i love getting all these next episode we should go through some of these and talk about some of the rankings i'll get into my song rankings a bit deeper um, but I want everyone, especially yeah. the listeners that, and you guys know who you are because I've talked to you before through email, email talkingmaiden at gmail.com. And I want to hear what you think about me and Josh's album rankings. Cause I'm really curious to hear what people think of, because you listen to a podcast for years and I know a lot of our listeners have been listening since like the very early days. And I'm just kind of curious how they feel about our rankings after hearing us talk about Maiden for this long. I'm dying to hear what people think. So talking... Actually, you know what? I'm throwing mine out. I'm doing a new <laughs> ranking next week. Yeah. But talkingmaiden at gmail.com. Yeah. Send, fire off an email. Yeah. Or you do yeah. the feedback on talkingmaiden.com forum. You can um, do that too. Do that way. Um, so we, you know, we've more or less covered our body work, but we got some loose ends we're going to tie up in the next couple yep. of weeks. We're going to go through... So if someone does have something they want to say to us, get it in now. Google Talking Maiden. Go to the website. There's a link there that says talk and record. You can record like a two-minute audio message for us. You don't have to give your real name. You can be anonymous. Yeah. Um, I'm just dying to hear what people think of these rankings. Because we've gotten so much feedback. And before this episode came out, like I've gotten so many lists and so many people like... I just, I don't know. So send us your list. Send us what you think of our list. Yeah. You feel if you free to write in. If completely disagree with us, I want yeah. to hear. Feel free to write in and tell Nesbitt why his ranking is dumb. Yeah. And why Josh was right. All yeah. that stuff works for me. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we're going to go I'm gonna through. I'm going to get it from Maxim Men when he hears oh, he's like, fear of the dark he's last. Not like <laughs> he's not going to like it. Um, we're going to go through a bunch of listener stuff and catch up on some stuff. And then we're going to end it off uh, in a few episodes with a nice big booze fest okay that sounds good how's that sound why don't i bring one of these uh cases of iron maiden and we just go through them all and just all yeah. six kinds Ooh, now we're talking 
Now we're talking. <laughs> get us on uh, TalkingMan.com. Get us on Facebook. Leave us a message. I'm going to go through Facebook and call out any comments. But if there's anything that you want us to bring up in the final uh, few weeks of discussion, uh, get us on Facebook. Get us on Twitter, TalkingMan.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, up the irons and down the hops. Thank you.